0: The readings from the Gospel of Mark, chapter one. John the Baptist prepares the way. The beginning of the Gospel about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. It is written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. A voice of one calling in the desert, Prepare the way for the Lord, make straight paths for him. And so John came, baptizing in the desert region and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. The whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out to him. Confessing their sins, they were baptized by him in the Jordan River. John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt round his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. And this was his message. After me will come one more powerful than I, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the Gospel of Christ.
1: Catherine thank you so much for reading that for us let me step out of the way so you can come through uh, and let me add my welcome to that of Ali earlier on I'm Ben if we've not yet met uh, and I'd love to catch up with you more over coffee at the end of the service so please do stick around for that uh, we're going to dive in look into that passage a little bit more um, as we do so God's going to speak to us through his word so uh, I'm just going to lead us in a prayer as uh, as we begin Father God, I, I need your help today um, at the end of uh, a, a busy week. I need your help so that um, what I say wouldn't just be my words, but that you would speak through them. We need your help such that we might hear you, such that these words might not just be uh, interesting uh, thought processes for us, but might be things that would change our hearts. Father, we want to see Jesus and yet you're the God who spoke this world into being. You're the God who promises your word will endure forever. You are the God who promises that by your spirits you will take the truth and plant it in us. So would you do that? Would you do that in these next few minutes? We pray, we ask. Amen. Let me ask you a bit of a question. At uh, start off with, um, what what would be so good that you would be willing to sleep on a street and wait for? What would be so good that you would be willing to sleep on a street uh, to wait for? In 2018, apparently, outside stores in London, Singapore, Shanghai, Sydney, and Dublin, oh, and Berlin, there were people who were sleeping on the streets because they wanted to lay their hands on the iPhone. 10, I believe it was. An eye wateringly expensive phone. And, and there were people who, who not only slept on the street waiting for this in the queue, but who travelled across countries, flew in from other countries uh, to, uh, to Singapore in order to buy the iPhone. Uh, some of them said, I, I just came really early. Uh, it was about half past one yesterday afternoon, explained the first customer in one of the queues. Um, it's completely sad, but I needed an upgrade, said a 19-year-old student. Wow. Um, somebody said, it's gold. What's not, to lo- what's not to love about that? Somebody else said, um, I-, I always like to get a new piece of tech and flash it around the office a bit. Wow. Maybe, maybe that's silly. But what would be so good that you would be willing to stay on a street street? For it. At the start of Mark's Gospel, the, the, the Gospel that we're going to be looking through over the next few weeks uh, and months, um, we see that, that, that Mark starts, he says, the beginning of the good news about the Messiah. Now, when Mark says that, he's not saying good news like we do, you know, do you want the bad news or the good news? Uh, he's using a really loaded term. In the Greek, it's euangelion. Uh, and, and that is a term that would have meant this is world changing news that I'm about to impart to you. Uh, it was the type, of, uh, the type of word that was literally written on the kind of scripts when a new emperor was born. It would be the good news for the whole world, uh, Augustus has been born. But actually, when Mark uses it, he doesn't just mean this is world-changing news in the way that they meant it in the contemporary times. You see, he's drawing on the way that this word, this good news, is used all throughout the Old Testament up to this point. Uh, and, and, and this is a really loaded term. Uh, this is world-changing news. Let me just read you um, one place uh, where, it's, uh, where it's used. And, uh, and it's in Isaiah 40. We'll come back to Isaiah later on. Uh, he says this, uh, you who bring good news, in the, in the Greek version of the Old Testament, angelion uh, to Zion, uh, go up on the high mountain, you who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout, lift it up, don't be afraid, say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Uh, and, and I could go on through the end of Isaiah if I have lots of time and show you how this is this is used as this, here is world-changing news as God is going to step in, God himself is going to come and be with. Uh, and so here Mark says this is the beginning of the world-changing news, the life-altering news about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. So he says this is, this is world-changing news. How do we know it's world-changing? Well, uh, he says it's about Jesus, the Messiah, the Son of God. Uh, verse 2, as it was written in Isaiah the prophet, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way, a voice of one calling in the wilderness." Prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight paths for him. In other words, what Mark's doing is he's saying, this is world-changing news that's being talked about in the Old Testament. He says it's Isaiah. Actually, he quotes from three places in the Old Testament there. He says, I will send my messenger ahead of you. That's from Exodus. Moses wrote about God's people being saved out of, the prom- out of slavery. Um, and he wrote about them as they were about to head across the wilderness to the promised land. And God said, I'm going to send a messenger ahead of you who will point you through the wilderness to the promised land. He, he quotes from Malachi, i put it on your, um, your service sheet, and he quotes from Isaiah. But why is he doing that? He's showing, yes, this came from the Old Testament, but he's saying more than that. He's saying, look, this came from the Old Testament, but, but as I quote from the Old Testament, I want you to load in those situations... Because they're going to tell you about what this God is coming to do. So God's people there with a wilderness ahead of them, lost, longing to get to the promised land. There is one who is a messenger. In Malachi, what's going on there? Uh, Malachi uh, is, uh, is the last book of the Old Testament. Uh, it, it's, it's there and it's written to a pe- bunch of people who know very well their own brokenness. In fact, they're not only uh, broken as a people, but even their leaders, even their religious leaders, are corrupt. And God promises, I will send my messenger before the day when I sort that out, when I make clean you as a people. Malachi and Isaiah from Isaiah 40. Again, it's there on your service sheets. Isaiah 40, that moment, once uh, once God's people have been driven off into exile, God promises them, I will send a saviour. Comfort, comfort my people. I'm going to send a saviour, and before him, I will send a messenger. In other words, this messenger who's coming, Mark wants us to realise that he is coming for people who are lost on their way to a promised land. People who don't know how to get to the promised land God has promised them. He's coming for people who are broken, who are sinful, who who feel unclean and need to be washed. He's coming for a people who feel the brokenness of this world around them and who need a savior. And right as we start this new year, right as we start this, this book, I want to promise you that if that is you, and it is, because it's me too, if that is us, this Jesus who we are going to encounter is good news. He is life-changing. He is life-altering. He is God turning up and changing things news for us as we go through our time. Now, why is it that some of the astute among you will say, okay, well, it's, it, you, you've just told me he's created from Moses and from Malachi and, and from Isaiah. Uh, why does Mark only say, as the prophet Isaiah wrote, um, could be lots of reasons for that. Um, It it may well be because paper was expensive. He he only wanted to attribute the guy who gets the lion's share of the quote. That's possible. But I think it's more than that. I think it's that actually as you go through the end of Isaiah, and we'll see him popping up a a lot as we go through Mark, you you see these promises. The suffering servant, remember him from Isaiah? Uh, The the one who is going to come and fix things. He's going to come and sort things out. You see promises about him. Again and again and again, and and Mark wants us to load in these promises as we come forward to think about this Messiah. But how do we know? Like, how can we be sure that John really is the pre- the preparation for for the the Messiah coming? Well, we've seen um, these quotes from the Old Testament, that's big, and and John goes on, verse four, and so John the Baptist appeared in the wilderness preaching a baptism for repentance and forgiveness of sins. We'll come back to that in a moment. Uh, But look what John's wearing, verse six. It's there on your service sheets. Do do, do look at these things as we're we're going through. Uh, John wore clothing made of camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. Now, we don't... You know, we don't get lots of fashion tips from the New Testament. There are a few. Uh, you can check them out in, in your own leisure. Um, but here we get John's clothing. Why, why on earth would Mark spend time describing John's clothing? Well, let me just read the description of someone else from the Old Testament and see if you recognize it. This is from 2 Kings, if you're taking notes, 2 Kings 1 uh, verse 8. Uh, they replied, he had a garment of hair and a leather belt around his waist. Hmm, sounds familiar. The king said, that's Elijah the Tishbite. Now, for those of you who aren't kind of massive, kind of on your Old Testament top trumps, um, Elijah is, is one of the main prophets from the Old Testament. He's, he's a really uh, big name. But he's also the guy who Malachi talks about as being the messenger you see it there, actually, on your service sheets. Uh, I, I've quoted it in the other helpful bits. Uh, Malachi three one you've seen has been quoted. Malachi four five uh, he talks about who is that messenger? Behold, I will send you huh, Elijah the prophet before the great and awesome day of the Lord comes. In other words, this John the Baptist is the very prophet who has been spoken of as coming before. God shows up and does that world-altering, life-changing event of good news. And this is massive because it means that all of your Old Testament top trumps, all of the best cards have been played. Moses has spoken about John coming before Jesus. Uh, Malachi, the, the last of the Old Testament minor prophets, has spoken about John coming before Jesus. Elijah is John. Coming before Jesus, and even Isaiah, who wrote that massive book, spoken about John coming before Jesus, and what does John do we're told John he 's baptizing he 's baptizing and preaching a baptism of repentance, uh, but he 's baptizing in the Jordan. Now, here's an interesting thing. Uh, baptism, what's going on there? We know about baptism. We, we do it quite a lot. We're doing it in a couple of weeks' time. It's going to be great. Come along. It's going to be fab. Uh, but, but in those days, that's, that's not something that would have been recognized. It's not something that would have happened very often. In fact, it, it would probably have happened mostly when Gentiles, non-Jewish people, become Jewish people. And yet what's going on here is John is baptizing Jewish people. And what's more, he's doing so on the very river that was the place that they entered the promised land. You see, it's as if John is the one who is leading them back into the promised land because of where he is pointing. It's as if John is taking people who were sinful and washing them, pointing them to somebody who would wash their sins. Remember what Malachi was talking about? It's as if John is pointing forwards to the very saviour that the people of Jerusalem and Judea needed. It's as if he's starting something new, isn't it? Something new, something life-altering, something world-changing. So what does it look like for us to get this? Because all of this is, is great. I've loved geeking out on it over the last few days. But, um, but what what difference does that actually make? You see, I think if we get this good news, if we truly can say with John, "Yes, this is the beginning of the good news, the world altering life changing God, turning up news, it changes us. You see, John is a pretty big guy back in uh, two thousand and four, uh, the comedy character Ron Burgundy. Uh, A news news presenter, comedy character, uh, was offended when somebody didn't realise quite who he was. He said this, I I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I'm very important, he went on to say. I have um, many leather-bound books, and uh, my apartment smells of rich mahogany. He He wanted to be known. And if you watch the film, it's hilariously funny. Or at least I think it's hilariously funny. Uh, but it's hilariously funny because comedy's great when it has a grain of truth, isn't it? And the truth is that although we wouldn't go around talking about leather-bound books and mahogany, at least most of us wouldn't, all of us want to be known, don't we? We want to be recognised as a part of us that feels uh, like, hey, I'm a, pretty, I'm a pretty big deal around here. M- maybe that's uh, even at church. Maybe that's even us as clergy. In, in fact, in the past, that's, that's definitely been the case of clergy, that we've, that we've thought that somehow we're a bigger deal than anyone else. If that's the case, I'm, I'm really sorry if I've ever given that impression here. It's simply not the case. But it's not just us clergy. It's not just in church. It's, it's us as human beings, isn't it? It's that time at work when somebody else gets the promotion and we think, why was I overlooked for that? I, I deserve that. Or they get the better rota that we wanted. Why, why didn't I get that? Why am I having to work those hours? Why has that scheme of work gone to that person and rather than to me? You see, each of us wants to be known as a bigger deal than we are. And yet here's John, who is a big deal. If you think you're a big deal, John's a bigger deal than you are. Uh, John prophesied about for thousands of years. John turns up in all the major works of the Old Testament. Uh, John announced by God at his birth, uh, he was the first to recognize Jesus. He jumped in the womb, didn't he, when he heard Mary's voice. He drew crowds, we're told, from all Jerusalem. You see, if you think you're a big deal, John's a bigger deal. And yet what does he do? He gets the good news of Jesus. And so he points people to him rather than to himself this was his message verse 7 after me comes one more powerful than I the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to stoop down and untie John gets the good news about Jesus the Messiah the son of God and so he's all about pointing to him he could have stopped couldn't he after me there's one greater than me I'm fairly great I get it I'm a big deal around here he's a bigger deal but I'm a big no he doesn't he says uh, after me there's one whose sandals I can't even untie Let me be really honest with you. After a day of walking, you would not want to untie my sandals in 2023. That would be a particularly unpleasant thing to do. But in the first century, this would have been even worse. On the days with less washing, less nice smelling soaps, more sand, more excrement on the road. This would have been the thing that the worst of the slaves would have done. You would have given to one of your Gentile slaves, not even a Jew, no. And John says, when it comes to Jesus, I'm not even worthy to untie sandals. I can't even do the worst job. You see, getting this changes everything. Uh, getting this as good news that truly changes me. Uh, getting this as, uh, as good news that takes me as somebody who, who feels convicted and sinful and is washed clean. Somebody uh, who doesn't know my way to the promised land, who is pointed to a life with Christ. Somebody uh, who feels trapped, who is safe. Uh, Getting this means that all of a sudden my life becomes less about me and attention on me and becomes more about attention on him. My friends, it's really easy for us to be those who draw attention to ourselves. Sometimes even, and I hesitate to say this, even we do that with church things. It's an extra level of kind of sickness, isn't it? Taking taking things that should be glorifying God and pointing them to us. But if that's us, then we need to know that this Savior comes to save people like us. We need to drink deep of this saviour. We need to be in these pages over the coming weeks and months because they will point us back to one and as we see him, we will say, wow, he is, he is much greater than I. Yeah, I really don't deserve to, to, to undo his sandals. Yes, glory to him and not to me. Robert Murray McShane, who wrote the Bible plan. Some of us are using to go through the Bible in a year. He wrote this, he said, for every look at yourself, Take 10 looks at Christ. For every time we would want others to look at ourselves. Take 10 looks at Christ. And we'll find ourselves doing the John the Baptist thing. Of saying he is the world changing. Life altering. God turning up. One. And not me. It's all about Jesus. I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Oh Father thank you so so much for Jesus thank you that though we don't deserve him he comes though we would sooner point and glorify ourselves he uh, he looks at people like us thank you for john and others like him who have pointed us to jesus help us to delight in him over the coming weeks and months i pray for i ask it for his glory in us and through us amen
0: So we're going to pick